Maybe you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. I think the volume's good. So are levels all okay, Will? I was just suggesting levels in my headphones. Your headphones okay? <coughs> Mine are good. Quinn, Will, you, you, I think you, mine's good now, yeah. You did it. Quinn's maybe a little hot. Oh, look at you with my the My cooler? You're cooler. Yeah, sounds about right. What do you think? Of, this, is the, this is the booth, Quinn. What do you think? It's a good booth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a fridge it in the corner. Kind of like you said the the French, French pronunciation of beef. Is that how they say it in France? Yeah, booth. It's a booth. 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 There's a lot of um. Uh, there's a couple steakhouses in Chicago with booth in the name. There's two, right? That I know of. Sounds great. There's Booth House and, and Bavette's, Bavette's yeah. Bar and Booth. Is it really Bavette's Bar and Booth? Yeah. Oh, it might be Boof and Bar. Well, either one would bother me a little bit. I think Bar and Boof is better. Boof and Bar sounds like a fucking like a gay clown. <laughs> Boof and Bar. <laughs> He's gonna play your party. <laughs> he juggles dildos. <laughs> Everything's everything is the same, except he only wears autumn colors. <laughs> well, only certain times of the year. He's always very stylish. Boof and Bar. <laughs> Do clowns talk? Yeah, they're yes. not mimes. <laughs> That's why they have those names. Oh, yeah, man. No, Can you I... imagine a clown mime? <laughs> That's basically what mimes are. Oh, it would be so... But they dress like a clown? They have the... At least the, mimes like look the big, great. Like the big wig. Yeah. <laughs> a oh, mime that'd be is far away from being a clown. Well, they do charades. Right, and a clown just does, like, tricks. And like he has like something orchestrated, you know, some like kind yeah. of plan. Well, a mime orchestrates, right? Like, no, a, a clown is actually like a like a theater figure, you know. Whereas like a mine is just kind of a weirdo. <laughs> like, I don't think a mine is made for entertainment at all. Quinn, you have this you have this secondary speech thing where you uh, mispronounce words. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, it's not that one. We, of course, he, he, he has said, that one. Because he said mine instead of mine. Well, that's what I was oh, going to say. Mine. He's, he, uh, he switches M's and N's or sometimes just adds them. <laughs> okay. Like, like when we were in the car, we were yeah. talking about how we're going to Alinea, and you're like, oh, Millennia? No, I literally. And we're like, and we're to like be fair, no. he was in the backseat. Yeah, I literally <laughs> thought you said Millennium. Like, just I, like, I, Quinn, the height of funny to me is you say, oh, it's millennia? And I'm like, oh, no, it's actually a linea. And you go, oh, millennia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do that to Pete. I, I do that to Noah Rockland on purpose just because it makes him go crazy. Right. I think that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm just being myself. <laughs> yeah, well, Max, imperson- <laughs> Max impersonates you when he wants to make people laugh. That's what he's saying. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little flattering. So um, are, you, are you still uh, Max's intern? Yeah, that's for life. Well, that's up to him. <laughs> no, it's not. He signed a, a physical contract. I don't think that's true. You didn't and sign anything, did that's you? For life. I, it was more like a verbal contract. Okay, but it was it wasn't like any signature. So, are, do you still consider yourself to be Max's intern? Yeah, 
<laughs> How are you liking it so far? <laughs> Max is clapping. You know, a lot of hard, not a lot of hard work, a lot of fun. <laughs> and I Sounds like a great boss. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I always thought of myself as more of a sensei. Okay, would like, you agree with that, Quentin? More like an advisor. Yeah. Okay. So no, what it's actually sensei. He, no, he's he's repeating it back to you. It's the Alinea Millennium. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what I said. Advisor. <laughs> so what are your duties as an intern? No idea. We haven't done anything. He told me to buy like an Adidas jacket. He like a sixty dollar Adidas jacket. To be like Shakima Greggs from the wire. Yeah. Yeah, well I wanted to have the same one that he, he I I'm gonna be honest. Quentin earmuffs. Um He's wearing headphones. I, well, <laughs> tune what I'm about to say out. He hasn't done a great job. Uh, well, I asked what do you... him to buy a track jacket. He yeah. didn't do it. He told me he did a number of times. Well, he didn't have it in the budget. He makes. He's doing okay. He works at Three Dead. Mo- he works at Will's Northwoods. We just got a bar. Do you know what kind of resume booster it is to put Max Friedman intern down <laughs> in Arial font? Yeah, nothing. Already tried it. <laughs> I would love it if you tried to get to restaurants big Max Friedman. <laughs> you could probably do that and like get away with it. Be like, I was. A, I was a. Um... I mean, somebody in this town knows you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the people at Oreo know who Max Friedman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know about that. I, know. I threw up at a fancier restaurant. A couple what? Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you, li- like if you in listen. Public? In, uh, in the bathroom. bathroom. Oh, okay. If you listen to the show, you would know this. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, no, should, know. which I'm surprised is not one of your only internship duties. Right. And I don't even know the name of the show. I don't know what the <laughs> podcast is about. This I don't even know why. Butcher. Comedy yeah, Butcher. Yeah, welcome okay. to the Comedy Butcher. Thank Quinn. you. Um, so... Quentin, one of your other responsibilities, like I'm, I'm teaching Quentin how to be a man. How's that going? Really good. Quentin, how's that going? I thought I was only a man. <laughs> you probably started thinking that after the internship. A little bit. That's what, guided, <laughs> that's what guided me to want to be a gentleman. Yeah, and you're there. Yeah, I feel like it. So, do you think he's ready to graduate? No. So how long do you think this internship's going to go on it's for? for? It's it for life. Okay, so he's going to be learning how I to mean, be a man forever. The, the, cl- the more this is, feels like it's getting kind of mean spirited. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's no. turning into a cult. It's stri- how do you <laughs> what do you do you uh. feel like <laughs> do you feel like this is okay, Quentin? Do you feel like this is kind of rude? I I just feel like we're bullshitting. Well, you're exactly correct. <laughs> no, he's this. You're pretty wrong right now, actually, Quentin. You're my intern. And not by uh, not I by graciously a accepted right. you. Like four people applied, and right. I'm not going to take Dan Piotrowski. Yeah, uh, is he a comedian? Yeah, Dan okay. Piotrowski. Yeah, he is. Did you actually consider other people to be your intern? Yeah, it was between Dan Piotrowski, uh, I think Tucker Brookshire, you, Joe Noodleman. Yeah, I didn't appreciate and, it. Uh, uh, and <laughs> Quentin Johnson, and I took the strongest candidate. I hear you. Right, just Quentin. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm the most naive, but like uh, I didn't look—I didn't mean to look at this as like a cult. But like he's basically just telling me to do everything he wants me to do. <laughs> That's kind of a lane internship. That's like basically it, what internships are, though. Don't you get some kind of—I don't know—some kind of perk? Yeah. College credit. He gives you a letter of recommendation when the internship is done, which is right before you die. You can trade this in for an anthropology course. <laughs> So, Quentin, where do you see yourself going after you're done uh, liking Max Friedman? The grave. It's for life. <laughs> he doesn't have to like you this whole time. All right. Go ahead, Quentin. Uh, I f- maybe I maybe find myself trying to own a business. 
What do you, what kind of business? I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe like a sock business. <laughs> sock business. Yeah, everyone needs like more socks nowadays. Like you want a, a store? Or you want to manufacture socks? Like a designer sock business. You want to design socks? <laughs> yeah. You want to do like couture socks? Uh, something like that. Like with my own name, like Quentin Johnson socks. <laughs> yeah, I sell them at Nordstrom. That sounds great. <laughs> I would buy that. Wait, would you do the designing, or you just want to own the company, and put your name on? I it? just want to own the company, and put my name on it. I'm not much of like, of, like an artist. Like well, I good can't thing really you, draw. You, you're like a comedian type artist maybe oh i can just like put jokes in the socks yeah <laughs> that, that would be a great sock design just jokes inside the socks if you, no one if you made i'm not i'm i can't tell you how much i'm not kidding like if you made socks that just said quentin johnson on them i would buy them like calvin klein i wouldn't buy those right but i'd like, buy quentin johnson yeah yeah, yeah. i love if you made like sexy you know how now it's like a it's like a kind of a contemporary thing that like sexy instagram ladies wear uh calvin klein uh, underwear that's kind of, it's kind of like sports bra looking, but it'll have like like broad bands that say Calvin Klein on it. Okay. I'd love if you did that with Quentin Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> that you just you had a lingerie line, right? That would be tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, work on that. I would well, love he's, that. Well, he wants the sock business. You don't have to talk him out of his dream. I'd like if you made pasties that were your face, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like a like a donut with my face. No, pasties. Why a don't? Do you know, oh. He doesn't know what pasties are. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, wow. a donut, too. <laughs> Nobody could see my face, but this is still embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pastries with your face on them would be great, too. Yeah, a pasty. Yeah. I thought you said pastry. You're, a pasty is how you say pastry. <laughs> a pasty is a thing that goes over a nipple. That like uh, to shield our eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Have you ever seen uh, burlesque? Yeah, yeah. I know you know exactly how they wear like those things that cover up the nipples. Yeah, that's a pasty. Right. So if you made pasties that were just your face, that'd be awesome. Or if it just had the, or if it just had the letter Q. Yeah, I, I can see. Yeah. I can yeah. get into that. Yeah. Q J. Yeah. Instead, little like the little arm for the Q is just like the top of the J. I had an idea to make pasties that had like a very small but anatomically correct flaccid penis. What about pasties that just had a nipple on them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, I like how that, that Quinn was like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's like, Fascinating. It's, it's like not her nipple, but it's a different nipple. So it's yeah. not yeah, that you, much. You could just nudity. get like Donald Rumsfeld's nipples on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyone's nipples can go anywhere. Right, right. I mean, I don't know if that would fly. No, it wouldn't, and it's like a little on the nose. But I can see, it. I can see that selling. I like for a the penis while. one. I know I you, you like, you like it. Does the general public <laughs> buy pasties? Or is that like more for? Uh, no, it's I more of the strippers and burlesque. Yeah. It's yeah. a niche thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, uh, yeah. So it's not like part of like lingerie or anything like that. No, I don't think you can buy them at Victoria's Secret. Probably, not. um, maybe, maybe. I know, like news reporters will wear them. Sometimes. Oh, so you can't see the yeah, nipples? Yeah, the nipples popping through the blouse or something like that. Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or they'll just tape them down, but if you want to be professional. Like a Barbie doll. Yeah. So how's stand-up going, Quentin? It's going pretty good. It's going all right. Quentin's one of, easily one of my favorite comedians to watch. Oh, thank you, Max. Like, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. No, you've, you've told before. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. at an open mic, you are someone that I will always watch the set of. Yeah. And it's because um, I love when things don't go your way, you get very upset. 
that's why I've kind of I've almost like developed a character by doing that in a way. <laughs> like everything, whenever when nothing really goes my way, I tend to be funnier. Yeah. What, what's yeah. the where does the character end and Quentin begin in that scenario? Uh, you know, I I don't mean to sound like fucking cheap. Excuse my language, but I don't mean to sound. You like, can swear. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't I don't mean like sound cheesy or egotistic, but please do it's, both. It's not a character. It's just like me being able to express myself more. Sure. Like me finally get, not like. This is my therapy bullshit. No, it's just, it's how I express myself more because when I'm on stage, I almost feel more comfortable being on stage to the general public than as a stranger. I got it. Yeah. Like, you can be more of yourself. Right. Like, if if I act like how I am on stage next to a person at a bar, they will, they will hate me. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would. Have you tried? Um, I... I, like not to like the extent to be funny, but I have for sure like talked to a stranger at a ball, and he was like, "Dude, you need to get professional help, because I I cannot help you." <laughs> Do you think he was wrong? Uh, no, I, I really don't. Like to be honest, so by generally doing that on stage is me. It's more productive. See, okay. I think t- uh, my take on your question: Where does the character start <laughs> mm-hmm. and the and the Quentin begin? I think the character starts at the beginning of your set when you're trying to when like when you try to do like a clever like jokey joke. Um, that's the character, and then I think when you start responding to what is currently happening, that's where the Quentin starts. Yeah. Like when I start to like feel out the room a little bit, yeah. like it kind of almost maybe like a bond with the audience. And you start just yelling. Some sometimes, but sometimes it is planned as well. Really? Yeah. Like it's not all. Like some people, like I guess this is a compliment, but a lot of people would think it's rifting, but it, it's actually it's a lot of it is well planned out. <laughs> Like, I would say half the time there have been instances where it was just like totally on accident that made the crowd go wild. But people would be surprised with the other half that is dead serious. <laughs> that is totally well planned out. I just, I love when you get mad at crowds. That happens a lot, right? Kind of. Or, or you get mad at yourself. Yeah. I've seen you get frustrated more often than I've seen you not you get frustrated. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I, what I, do you want? Yeah. Oh, have you heard my favorite Quinn story? I don't know. You, oh, I think I know. You, if you I've heard it, know it, if I've heard it, I've heard it five times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You probably haven't heard it, Will. So I'm hosting. Uh, I'm actually hosting the open mic that qu- it's at the bar that Quentin works. Three at. Dead Moose. Three, Three Dead, Dead Moose. Moose. It's a popular Rena Combs mic. Yeah, I'm co-hosting that day. And I wasn't working there at the time. I was just a yeah. This is a while person. ago. Yeah. And the mic's going really, really bad. Everyone's bombing. I'm pretty drunk. The way that their setup is is the stage is right next to the bar, and only really the host can be behind the bar. And for some reason, I was just behind the bar. Um, and the draft beers, I, they have like these locks. All right, Quentin, don't don't bury the lead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm uh, so I'm hosting. Quentin's on stage. It's not. I mean, it's not his fault, but it's like no, it's not going well for anyone. There's like three regular girls in the front row, and they're trying to buy a beer from me. But they're trying to be sort of quiet about it, but they're not being quiet. So they're just like, can we buy a beer from you? Can we get a beer? And I'm like, no, I'm not a bartender. I'm not a bartender. I can't get a beer. And they don't get it, so they keep asking. And it's uh, it's bothering Quentin, but he pushes it aside. And then eventually he uh, eventually he noticed. It went off like a minute yeah, and a yeah. half. No, yeah. It was egregious for sure. Yeah. And then eventually 
Quentin goes, he's like, what do you want? <laughs> he's not a bartender. He's yeah. not a bartender. There's not even beer in the drafts. And then he hits a draft and it douses me in beer. <laughs> it sprays beer and it has yeah. these locks on them. So it's like when you put your thumb on a hose and I'm just covered in beer and it murders. It's like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Easily the funniest thing that happened at that open mic. Yeah, I've definitely heard that story five times. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I definitely got the beats worked out. Huh? Yeah, I could tell it's rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you the matter of time, the handful of times that I've tried not even to be funny, and it's made the crowd absolutely. So, are you absurd. still working on the spraying Max with beer and accident bit? Because <laughs> uh, it worked great that one time. Uh, well, Max isn't always around, so I can't always kind of need him as a... Well, he's not doing comedy anymore. So <laughs> sure he's available to be there as a prop for your sets. Oh, there we go. Quentin, yeah. I'll get wet for you. <laughs> <sighs> Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, God. I um, Well, I'll be 34 by that time. Oh, man. What a gross <laughs> age to be. Yeah, I know. I'm so, disgusting. I'm so glad I'm no longer 34. Oh, yeah, you're 35. <laughs> yeah, as of Friday. No shit. Yeah. No. Thanks, man. What did you say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were much, thought you were much younger. <laughs> really? Man. How old do you think Noodles was? Ah, uh, 29. <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> Wouldn't have that been nice. Um, it would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what do I see myself in 10 years? Noodle Man, what, what did you see yourself 10 years ago, 10 years in uh, the future? Uh, doing this podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you were 24, you were like, I'm going to be a comedian in Chicago doing a podcast? Uh, no, at 24, uh, I probably thought I was still going to be a filmmaker. I thought I was probably going to make sketches and do that shit with friends. I didn't start comedy until, stand-up until 29. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Until how old you thought I might have been now. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Um, yeah, you look like you're about ready to start stand-up. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know what I see myself in 10 years. I really don't. Um, hopefully not dead. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe... I, I don't even know. Where do you see yourself? Like, do you want to be a stand-up? Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm very indecisive about my life. Everyone is. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Um, I... I when I first started doing stand-up, I, I just thought things were going to go a lot better than they are now. And <laughs> I'm coming. Dude, that describes literally every single person I, who's ever done stand-up. It's just so I funny just, to hear it that uh, way. I just thought it would have gone better. Uh, I remember uh. I, I, there's, a, there's, there's this guy I still think about. I met him at one mic five years ago. His name was Ali. He's still on my phone. And he's like, I just moved to Chicago. I'm going to try stand-up like 20 times, see if I'm any good at it, and then go from there. And I'm like, you're going to have to do this way more than 20 times to figure right. out if you're good at it. And I never saw him again. Damn. That was too much. Well, I saw him do that one mic. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you around. He's like, yeah, for sure. Because we talked for like an hour before uh, Go Flock Yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> so you saying that sounds like everyone who's ever tried an open mic before. Right. I yeah, I'm still doing open mics. That's Yeah, I'm not saying you're not. I'm not calling you I'm just I just remember. No, no, that like guy, I, yeah. I'm still like in like in the open mic scene, like open mic comedian. Yeah. And that could be a little grudging. It I is. Mean, like I'm not like I'm not doing open mics to like, oh, I'm ambitious and I'm trying to get better. Like I'm You wanna be out of open mics. Uh yeah. And yeah. I'm still dragging into this tornado of so, open mics and So do you do you like mics at all? Yeah. 
I, I do. I, I really do, actually. It, it's fun to always just get up on stage. I hate going to open mics with not new material. That can be discouraging. <clears throat> Wait, with new material? Or with, without. without. Oh, without. sure. Yeah. That kind of sucks. But generally, I do like going to open mics. I would just like to be on more showcases and maybe gain a little bit more recognition yeah. in the comedy scene. The things everyone wants to yeah. And it, yeah. it's it's coming by very slowly. <laughs> That's how it works, man. Very, yeah. So do you, but you just like being on stage, even though it's a mic. You actually enjoy that time. You think? Yeah, I, I enjoy making people laugh, but but I, I do enjoy being on stage. I kind of hate the waiting period of it, but sometimes I do enjoy the waiting period of it. The only reason why Coles is one of my favorite open mics is because mm-hmm. of the social atmosphere with it. Sure, but I definitely hate hustling to try to get on stage, and generally that's what you're doing open mics. Yeah, was if what? you get booked, you're just kind of patiently waiting. Looks nice. <laughs> how many sh- how many showcases have you done? Uh, well, I do produce my own showcase once a month. What show do you run? The Darkest Hour. It's pretty new with Chris Damon. Is that at um gallery? Okay. Yeah. How's that going? It's going. It's getting better. Do you want to plug it right now? Uh, gallery Cabaret, June six, eight o'clock. Oh, oh, we're gonna be at Alinea. Yeah. Well, well, no, Alinea doesn't have until nine fifteen, and they said today we got to be there promptly, or else we'll miss the show. Yeah, dude. They we, said it's they said it's a performance. If you arrive late, you will miss part of the experience. Yeah. Wow. Dude, <clears throat> we're not getting there late. We're getting there early. I understand. I only get there fifteen minutes early. I understand. Or else I'm going to have a panic attack. Well, you could have one anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, let's get there nine fifteen. Yeah, we gotta get there before nine. Let's yeah. Yeah, I agree. We're yeah. on, I'm on the same page and I do think we should be high. That's let's have a conversation about that after the podcast. All right. Um, so I've I've been debating Quentin whether I should be high at this restaurant for literally like four months. What would be the consequences? Well, it wouldn't be as good, maybe. Well, okay. Here, there's a few. There's a number of factors. One of the fa- the here's the biggest factor. That restaurant I just told you I threw up at. Yeah. I got really high for that. I fucking threw up. Did you smoke? A I bl- hated it. Did you smoke a blunt or something? No, nah, I took some oil. From oh, dude, just take a couple hits out of the pipe and That's you're good to go. That's what I would do. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> couple other reasons. I'm thinking about trying to work at this place, and I kind of want to just get the like experience exactly the way they intended. Like, this is supposed to be literally one of the best restaurants in the world. Like, I think in the world rankings, it's like number seven right now. Got it. Um, do you do you think a couple hits of pot out of the pipe and then with eye drops would be like a middle ground? Yes. Because you'll be like so soberish, you know, not like too high of your mind. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get, I don't want to get like blitzed. I just want to be like high enough where the food tastes better. Yeah, well, that would be the reason to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So next Wednesday, June six, uh, if you're not gonna go to Gal Cab and watch Quentin and Chris Damon's show, you can hang out outside Alinea at nine fifteen <laughs> from nine fifteen and midnight for Max, myself, my girlfriend, and my sister, who is Max's date, and talk yes. to us about how great Alinea was or how disappointing it was. Whatever. She's not just my date; she's the woman I will kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell her to listen to this. Who, who are you going to date won't. with? My sister. sister. Oh. And once again, not just a date. Prelude to kissing. Nice. I look forward to seeing you try. First, we're going to eat a balloon, <laughs> then we're going to. Don't smoosh. spoil it for Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> they eat balloons there. Oh, the balloons. Yeah, they're flavored balloons. Well, I hope they're flavored. I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> hope it's not like this is a they're plastic r- consummate balloon. Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting place. So, if running your own show, do you feel like you're getting the stage time you want? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting 10 minutes. 
like every month? Yeah. Do you always host or do you use spots too? Always host. Dude, you produce it with Damon, right? Right. And you go don't rotate who's hosting? Or do you co host? Uh no, we do not rotate. Why not? So you just always host? Um I I it just we we were gonna rotate initially, uh, but I just got up there and I think Damon enjoys how naive I am, and it just I think it kind of fits with me with the theme it is called the darkest hour. All right, fair enough. And I think Damon just lo- it, me. I'm assuming Damon, you don't do a host set; you do your set at the top of the show. Oh, and I and I do host as well. Like I bring up, but I mean, like you don't like do like how's everyone doing tonight? You just do your act. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, for the most part, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can do, like, when I host, I do a little bit of hosting, and then I do my act. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think Quentin does a little hosting. I think he just does his act. Yeah. I say welcome to the darkest hour. Okay. Do you ask people to clap? Yeah. Then he, that's all you got to do. Right, no, enough, I, I do, I do actually. Okay, I do enough. actually. Do you guys yeah, get a clap. crowd? Yeah, we, we get a lot of locals, and as well as my coworkers, and a little bit of my friends at uh, at there every month. Cool. Yeah, I, I get like a, a a repetition of the same audience. Sometimes I get a trickle mm-hmm. for the people in there. How do you find your stuff is working between comics and between real audiences? I find it because you're how far in? About two and a half years. Okay. I I find it. Um, I, I think if you make real comics laugh, you'll make audience members laugh. Has that? Have you found that to be true? Yeah. I think audience members are easier to make laugh. Oh, they definitely comedians. are. They're just also a little different. Yeah, just a little bit. No, I yeah. Does like suicide stuff work as well? Yeah, yeah. It all like if I generally make comedians laugh, I would definitely make audience member laugh. So you don't you don't get worried about because I've done suicide stuff or other dark stuff and like there it it can hit when it hits it's phenomenal uh-huh. and when it misses it's like this is really uncomfortable. I I think if. I think if people are uncomfortable by a dark set, they're not looking at it right. Uh, I guess depending on how dark it is, but certainly with me, I don't think it's dark in a way where it's disgusting. I think it's just very personal. Sure, I'm not saying it disgusts people. I think people find it sometimes inaccessible. Yeah. No, I I think what I'm... I guess I have like almost the cockiness to say like if somebody's offended by my set, like if they think it's too dark or mm-hmm. they gay. get offended or if, <laughs> say it, say it. or if they think it's gay, <laughs> I think it's I think it's more on them, not me. They're gay. I saw I saw this meme scrolling through Facebook today. It says said name one thing that's wrong with homosexuality. It's gay. <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly yeah yeah. That, that that's well that yeah that's on the other person. I can't believe yeah. I just uh, did an audio version of a meme I saw on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, the, but that's where we are. Yeah. So you don't find it like a struggle to do stuff like that? N- not really, because I, I mean nobody else wants to hear that. So why not make it into a joke and force? Them well, because because no one else wants to hear it. That's what the struggle is. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's like going into a room full of Trump supporters and telling them how stupid Trump is, or vice versa. You you don't think people want to hear that that much? Like people don't want to hear that like personal of. I think Trump fans don't. Yeah, I I don't know. I I haven't had a struggle with it really. I'm not saying you should have. Right. I'm, I'm just asking you. Yeah, I know. I I don't know. Really, I've never. It's never concerned me. I I have thought. I don't know. I I I have had people say like your stuff is really dark, and they've even said like it's maybe a little depressing. And I've just never listened to that person. Do you have a vision of like what, like you see yourself as a stand-up? You're not using stand-up as a 
as a springboard into something else, right? You're just doing stand-up? Uh, I, do, I do writing as well and a little bit of improv, but mostly stand-up. So do you have a vision of what kind of stand-up you're trying to become? Not really. So, like, you don't know if you want to be on the road or if you want to have, like, specials or, like, what type of material you're going to be writing? I, I guess maybe specials, but no, not not really at all. I have no idea. I'd love to see you do improv. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a scene. <laughs> Joe, give us a suggestion. All right, you're in a dentist's office. Hello, hello, Dr. Furman. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Yeah. That was that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was tremendous. I imagine you dressed up as a dentist, like about to operate, like, I don't want to do this. Oh, just walk wow. out. Yeah. Like that would be perfect. That, that would be the worst <laughs> dentist ever. Yeah. yeah, I didn't ask you yeah. if you wanted to do it. We just started. <laughs> No, I, no, this happened on my last podcast. We'd always do an improv scene like every week, and it made me feel so uncomfortable doing it off a podcast. You had a podcast than, that you did every week? Yeah, in Anchorage, Alaska. You Did you live in Anchorage, Alaska? Yeah, I was, I'm born and raised there. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So when did you, did you move here for comedy? Uh, Yeah, from Denver. Okay, so you grew up in Anchorage, but we spent time in Denver. For about a year, yeah. Okay. Quentin moves a lot. Yeah. Why? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think about moving every day. I think about moving a lot. Like, I like if you look through my phone like a week ago, there was like five or six Craigslist ads on my phone like about a different city. It's weird how I have like this conscious... Have you been that way your whole life? Not my whole life. I, well, when I got out of high school, for sure. I, I worked at a very nice hotel in Alaska after I graduated high school. I moved to Phoenix for two months, and then Tahoe, and then Tahoe, back to Phoenix for a couple weeks, and then Denver, and I moved to Chicago now. So what was the reason to move to all those places? Uh, a fresh start. Every How many fresh starts have you had? Uh, quite a bit. Quite a, <laughs> and you're 24? At, le- at least two or three. And you're 24? Yeah. Okay. And, and now I'm almost wanting another fresh start. So you usually feel like you've burnt all your bridges here? Like, I don't what, think what, so. I don't like, know. What do you need a fresh start for, I guess? Uh, maybe to see something new. If you moved again, would you do stand-up still? I think so. I hope. Yeah. Did you do stand up in Denver? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did a lot of stand up. My okay. take. I've talked to Quentin a lot about this a lot before during his internship, and uh, which is still going. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Uh, but my my take on it was that you're always you're not satisfied with where you're at, and you think that if you move to another place, it'll be better. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, Terrence Hartnett approach. Mm, not quite. I not, think a little it's not bit more. exactly, but like the whole idea of like you're raising the stakes for yourself. I, I don't mean, think that's what Quinn's doing. No, I think okay. mine's more anxiety ridden. Okay. Yeah, I think that Quinn thinks that he'll feel better if he's in a new place. Okay. So do you feel bad all the time? Oh, uh, just about. I'm always <laughs> bored. Yeah. Like I want to move out of Chicago because I don't think like I'm a city person. Like I think I'd be lo- much better in nature. Was so Den- I- Denver is less of a city, right? Right. I-, I didn't have a car though, so I couldn't go out to more of the hiking spots. But for some reason, I I didn't like Denver. Okay. So, where have you thought about where you'd move after here? Oh yeah, yeah. Do- does San Diego, a- right? Uh San Diego, maybe San Francisco. So like, you're definitely not like a New York or LA guy trying to climb the ladder. I've thought about New York, um, but that's definitely a city. Uh, LA, well, <laughs> no, but it's not like I- I've thought about New York for sure. Yeah, that New York and Chicago are definitely like a city, city. So like, would New York be for stand up? Yeah. 
and anywhere else would not be for stand up. It would be for trying to be in a better place. And stand up. Like, well, like you a, could do stand up anywhere. Right, but right. New York is specifically one of the things but you go to New York so, to do with He's also climbing. into the idea of smaller pond. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so real quick, if I didn't do stand up, uh, I maybe Tahoe, maybe a beach town. Maybe France to make your socks. <laughs> to make to just do something. Either Tahoe or yeah. France. <laughs> but but with stand up, it always keeps me wanting to be in somewhat of a big city. I gotcha. Yeah. So why did you start stand up? Attention. Yeah, my first, my very first time doing stand up was at a high school talent show, senior year. How'd it go? I killed it. I thought I thought I was gonna be the next George Carlin. I mean, you still and, could be. And then I went to a bunch of open mics, and I just deteriorated. I just started bombing. Like, Did you do the same I, set? Yeah, and I bombed like fifteen times in a row. What was the, what were some of your jokes? <laughs> yeah, do you here? remember that set when you were like seventeen or whatever? Oh uh, yeah, it was about. I had two of them. Uh, the main one was like about like two minutes long. It was basically about um, getting hurt the first time by like falling down, and my mom made a better by kissing on it and and putting like a blue Power Ranger on it. That that was the, it. Was like a whole like two minute, and for some reason the crowd ate it up because I. Guess they thought how adorable it was. <laughs> I like how it was the blue power ring. Yeah, yeah. What's your N-word joke? Uh, it's about my speech impediment. What is it again? Uh, do, do I, it's about like um. Oh, I remember it. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I should just do it or like I like how I say the N-word. Like how the way I say the N-word is absolutely adorable. That's the punchline. <laughs> That's the punchline right there. So you don't actually say it. No, heavens no. I would never. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Here's a safe space. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a safe space. Yeah, these mics aren't on. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by safe space is if you wanted to say it, right? Ever, no one will find out unless we tell them, right? Yeah, yeah. So, how many viewers do you get a month on this? Uh, about uh, eight people watch the podcast, uh-huh. and then another four people listen to the. Podcast. But it's very hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to be in the room when we're recording it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Well, I appreciate. Um, yeah, I appreciate how there's no. Um... Oh, want to hear the funniest thing ever? So I went. To, <laughs> I went to high school with this guy, <laughs> who just can't. He's really bad at writing sentences, um, and he. <laughs> someone fucking a hacker recorded him masturbating. Uh huh. Really. <laughs> So, I gotta read you some of these. Uh, How do you? Uh, is this real? Yes. How did a hacker record him masturbating? I don't know. They got into his webcam and he didn't have it taped up or whatever. Um, oh man! See, that's why I like. I would never. If I ever had a webcam, I would never not have it taped. Like I make Becky. I don't make Becky, but I'm like you'd be. I think it's insane to not tape it up. I don't masturbate, so it's not an issue for me. But, yeah, because um... you, you're just fucking and having aborted babies all the time. Uh. This, so this is this is the status. It says this guy is feeling cool. Hello there, guys. Thank you for the positive respa- response back from his stupid hacker business I've got going on now. It seemed that hack it seemed that hacker still trying extort money from me and tried to diminish my musical reputation again with folks still. <laughs> Do you guys not find this funny? I think it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> because his sentence structure is poor. Yeah. <laughs> I have put in a police report and in contact with Facebook as well about the situation. Your part will be to not accept any weird friend requests from somebody that wants to show you a message video. If want to see this lovely body mine, 
Go ahead in private, but leave it out of public, please. <laughs> I like how someone got spied on masturbating, and your takeaway is, man, his complaint about it is fucking worded poorly. It's funny. I, I hear you. Yeah. He was always like, like, I actually went to middle school with this guy, too, and like, um, he talked weird. He's really good at trumpet, though. Nice. He better be. Yeah. Yeah, Did it'll be fun to. to I'm I'm having dinner with Turner tomorrow, and we both know this guy well, and it'll be fun to talk. About oh, that. nice. Does he talk just as weird as I do? Well, he doesn't have an impediment. Like you, he just is bad at English. Oh, in a very weird way. Man, can I? Yeah. Can we ask about your impediment? Yeah, of course. So, have you always had it, or did it develop? Uh, I've always had it. Like even like from the time you were four or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Have they diagnosed why? Like, is there any understanding of it? <sighs> Uh, there's a weird understanding of it. On my dad's side, only the guys of the family have it. So multiple guys have it? Uh, only my dad and my uncle. Okay. My cousins do not have it. Okay. Female cousins definitely do not, and a lot of my guy cousins do not as well. So is there anything they can do for it, or they're just like, it's what it is? I guess it is what it is. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. Apparently, though, it's not a defect. It's just like a family trait. Trait on the on my on the men's side. Somebody like in the 1700s just didn't want to say the R's right. Apparently, <laughs> and it just transcended down to me. Yeah, they were really very odd. Yeah, they were against the hard R early. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I don't know. So your but your dad has this. Yeah, and he still made you. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. So. What the what? fuck kind of sentence was that? I don't what? Know. That was so strange. <laughs> was, was yeah, it? my dad still made me from having a speech impediment. He was still like, yeah, I can still have a well, kid. Because I would be worried about something that was as observably uh, different. Yeah. That it would mean like, oh, my life's not going to be like other people's lives. Right. And I would imagine growing up, like you thought stuff like that. Yeah. Well, apparently my mom was pissed off when she was pregnant and I wasn't only a child. So we could both add this up to maybe thinking I was an accident. So <laughs> 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 to be like, to really get down to the point. Uh, and my you. dad's like 67 now and I'm 24. So to maybe even get more to the I core of this. I, I don't know if they wanted a kid. Yeah. So how hard was it? Accepting that this is something you're gonna have to live with forever. Uh, it was terrible when people started noticing it. Uh, like it, like in middle school and high school, I got bullied severely. I bet. Yeah, yeah, sure. like, yeah. So, did you? Was there like something you figured out to just like cope with it, or you just had to Never. Like suck it up? No, I suck. I don't even know if I sucked it up. Uh, bullies kind of suck pretty bad. Um, yeah, I wanted to drop out of high school at one point from getting bullied so hard. It was serious. Yeah, it was really bad. I would I would walk down the hall, and a handful of people every time during passing period would haze me by saying, um, well, like turtle because I couldn't say turtle right. Oh man! And you know that guy, that stupid zombie kid. He said, "I love turtles." It was in that New Mexico. Oh, I the Six Flags guy. Uh, no, it was that it was he was in a he was at a New Mexico balloon festival and he was dressed up as like a zombie, this kid, and he said like I like turtles on air and my whole entire high school career got ended. I believe that everything you said is real. <laughs> but that that sent those sentences did, like there was this guy, he was a zombie. Oh sorry, <laughs> this kid. Remember that ten ten year old kid? I kinda it was a YouTube thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kinda remember this. I yeah. like turtles. Alright, fair enough. Yeah. 
So was faculty like were they trying to help you? My, uh, the like, teachers. Uh, Tell me they weren't doing it too. <laughs> They're like turtles, fucker. I, I, a teacher like in fifth grade made fun of me once, <laughs> but that was really about it as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, a teacher in fifth grade did make fun of me for it. He like he like personated what I said in front of my face. <laughs> and it was really bad. <laughs> like, like he just like hazed me. Like he didn't even do it like in a classroom environment. Like he did it during gym, and like I asked for the ball or something like that, and he personated what I said in front of my face. Who's a gym teacher? No, it was like the math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. His, na- his name was Mr. Samuelson, and I have him on Facebook now. And his name is John Samuelson. You should you should fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's fucking get a let's get a tape of him jerking off. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, c- call your friend, see who hacked him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get in get touch the- with that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Chill out a little bit. Uh-huh. And then you'll be like, hey, can you record QJ's uh, shitty teacher? Shitty teacher grade? Yeah. and jerking his. And jerk, jerk his math dick. And we can get him fired. Let's say, what's a word we could use for penis that's unusual but still recognizable as penis? The head. The head? <laughs> Jerking his head? <laughs> that is like a guy going like. <laughs> uh, no, jerk, jerking his. His protractor? Uh, his protractor. <laughs> the there pipes? It's a Jerking thing. the pipes? Yeah. Wanking his compass. <laughs> Wanking his compass. And uh, I'm trying to think of another time I got made fun of by a teacher. <laughs> One other time? I think, th- no, it just happened once. But that was pretty hard. But, like, when you got to high school, were teachers, like, trying to help you out? Or was they didn't care? Uh, they just didn't notice. It would be more correct. Okay. They just didn't notice for some reason. Maybe because they had, like, over 100 kids. So you still had, like, a circle of friends, I assume? Yeah, that would haze me severely. I got so you, had, you had friends, but you were taking your shit out of all of them? I, I think I had the worst spot in high school because, like, the popular, <laughs> the, like, everyone knew like me. I was like I was like the most well-known kid in high school. The popular kids knew me, but everyone just made fun of me. Yeah. So it was a very odd environment to be in. Like, I got invited to, like, the cool parties, but then people would shit on me. Was <laughs> anyone nice to you? Oh. Uh, uh, no, not even women. <laughs> not even not, women. Well, sometimes I think it's because women can be sweeter and less right, right, mean. Yeah, yeah. Not that they were like even the women wouldn't sleep with me. I don't think that's what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, it was tough. So has it happened? Has it followed you through adulthood? No, because it's a little bit, of course, but it's gotten a lot better. Since the high way school. people treat you, you mean? No, no, no. My speech pattern oh, it has? has. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that might be a little bit of a shocker. <laughs> it's fine. Man. I, I mean, just a little bit, but it's gotten progressively better. So, have you done anything like speech therapy to try to help it? Uh, I did a, uh, I did a lot in elementary school, but besides that, no. I've thought about doing it in my adulthood mm-hmm. many times. I imagine you going to a speech pathologist and them making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> It's weird with my speech impediment because some people notice it and some people don't notice it at all. Like, Max, did you notice it, like, immediately when you first met me? I can't remember. Yeah? Well, can you notice it, like, very well now? I mean, I can tell it's there. Yeah. But I know you, too. Yeah. You talk about it all the time. I That, that too. But, like, generally when I don't... I guess you don't talk about it all the time, but you talk about it enough, and it's definitely, like... Especially because we're doing... This thing where we yeah. get on stage and, and take and turns listening to each other yeah. speak. Yeah. 
So I, I guess like in a normal encounter, you'd be surprised like you may not even actually notice it. Yeah. Is it do you think that the reason you got into mm. a for lack of a better term, like field that involves public speaking is to like conquer your speech impediment or are they unrelated? Uh, it's a little related. Um, <laughs> um, now that you mention it, Max. <laughs> that noise is funny. You know, um, j- just saying, um, it mean, might be cool one day to um, maybe be like the main cast of SNL, have an HBO special, and get ex- invited to a high school reunion and go there uh, and then just be a ghost. You know, everyone notices me, but I don't notice them. You could just not go to that reunion. Oh, no, I want to, though, and just give everyone a cold shoulder. So you still cling to the idea of telling, of showing up your high school, like, assholes. And basically getting back at them. Like, like hard quote-unquote, because I'm not. Because everyone, Because everyone probably forgot about it by now. Yeah. But, but I, I'm totally with you. Like I've gone through those phases a lot. Yeah, sure. But you're like you're still in there. You're still like they fuck those guys. Yeah, and, and this goes back to stand up, where it's like I don't know if I should be doing this because I'm just doing this whole comedy thing for attention, so, just to maybe get into the limelight and be somebody special. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, which bothers me. <laughs> and I don't know if I should be doing stand up for those purposes. Like I think you should like maybe have like an actual passion for comedy and watching all the specials but I'm just here to basically get all the attention and try to make people laugh because approval just feels so good well that's why that's why I asked you um, if you enjoyed just being on stage so do you think you just like it's fun to be on stage and get laughs or you think the approval you're getting is what you're craving Uh, both no literally both like being on stage feels great but I definitely did it for the approval sure that makes yeah yeah for sure i'm not like saying you're wrong yeah yeah no but that's always made me feel bad that i'm still doing (laughs) stand-up have you have you always been depressed i uh yeah except middle school for some reason middle school is actually really happy did something change um i was uh no not really uh why was middle school good I don't. Middle school was pretty good to me because I. That's when I was having like pretty good grades. I. Uh, nobody was really pick on me, picking on me as much. Mm. That's generally I don't, like chief pick on. I, I, I knew. I, I, I knew like a few like uh, gores in middle school. You know, I, I was like you know kind of dating a little bit. Yeah, I mean, smooching on them a little bit, and then as soon as freshman year came, everything just kind of spiraled out of control. So, I'm assuming your depression stems from people being shitty to you yeah did you ever think about like killing yourself as a kid uh high school i did okay but when i graduated high school it's like i took a monkey off my back well yeah you don't have to be around those people anymore right yeah yeah and you probably didn't want to go to college uh i did you didn't though right (laughs) um i i didn't go to college no did you have good enough grades i think so you just didn't try to go to college uh, I think, no, I just, I didn't, okay, so wh- how it happened is I didn't want to go to the University of Anchorage, Alaska, because everyone from high school is going there. Sure, it would have been like high school part two. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to go to out of state, but I didn't really apply myself well enough, mm-hmm. and like out of, co- out of state, it was too expensive. The expense discouraged me. 
Gotcha. Even with having a 2.0 and decent SAT scores. All right. A 2.8. 2.0 is 2.0 is 2.8, sorry. Oh, 2.8. Which is, <laughs> I, I should have done a lot better, but. How often do you go back to Alaska? Uh, I was there for Thanksgiving, but before that was like two. For Are your parents still together? Yeah. Okay. Well, sort of, yeah. My, wait, my ste- wait, wait. My stepmom, stepmom and my dad. My Yeah, my stepmom married my dad when she was like, when I was like 15. And yeah. what happened to your uh, biological mom? My biological mother died when I was 10. I'm sorry, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was tough. You didn't know that. I, I don't think I knew that. Oh, okay. He talks about it a lot on stage. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember the, the joke of yours I remember is the, the drink, it, like walking into your parents having sex, like, oh, mom's back home. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That is true. I, okay. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to call you out on anything like, oh, you should pay attention. I'm not apologizing for not knowing your mom. <laughs> Follow his career. <laughs> Do you know my mom's dead? No. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I, I did. I did. I really did. I really did. So, I, if you would have given me a couple of seconds, I'd been like, yeah, but I answered that too fast. It's fine. It's fine. I totally know your mom's dead. Thanks, man. You've talked about her on stage. I have. Yeah. But I, I talk about my mom being dead on stage. Like, I think I have like 10 minutes about my mom being dead. Oh Sometimes yeah, you yeah, just, I definitely like, have seen scream. You yeah. You'll just be like, "My mom is dead." <laughs> I remember, yeah, I, I try not to. Yeah. I try not to. I've actually gotten better with that. Not <laughs> screaming as much. So you get along with your dad and your stepmom? Yeah, yeah. So why don't you scream? You mean right now? No, I mean if you want to, I sure certainly do. But uh, I like when you scream, scrimped on stage. Scrimped. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sometimes people will personate it. And I won't like it. I just doesn't like how. I am, I guess. I don't know. I hate screaming sometimes. Who are your favorite comics? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Loaded uh, question, <laughs> Joe. Um, Louis C.K. Uh, great, um, great guy. Great man. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Um, I liked Greg Gerardo a lot. Sure. Cosby. No, I actually never liked Cosby. Cosby was not, not even when it was cool. I didn't like Cosby. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr is okay. You ever like, listen? You ever listen to Rick Shapiro? Yeah, a little, little bit. What do you think of him? He's all right. I'm trying to remember who he is. Because there are Honestly. elements. <laughs> I'm try, I'm He's all right. Remember. I'm trying to remember who he is. I'm, I'm really trying to. I know I've seen him before. I'm just trying to. Because trying, there I'm trying to remember his figure. Sorry. He's very scrawny. Have you seen Lucky Louie? Louis yeah, a, a very little bit. I've so Louis was what I watched like religiously. Right, right. So, do you, but do you remember Lucky Louis? It was on HBO. Yeah, yeah. So, the, do you remember the guy in that that was kind of like strung I think it was out? His, it was strung out. Like, I think it was his brother, maybe his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law. Not well enough. I probably okay. like, well, so the Louis Lucky Louis was like oh five, right? Something like that. Yeah, I was like a weapon. It, was, it was, came out the same time yeah. as his first uh, HBO special. special. It, and I got into Louis C.K. when I was like 17, and I listened so, to Chewed Up. I watched Chewed sure, Up, and it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, the reason I mentioned Rick Shapiro, because you remind me of him. Like, There's a lot of similarities in terms of what he does, where it's very, it seems very stream of consciousness. He'll flip out sometimes. He'll get angry. He'll also talk about things like killing himself. Sure. And, I mean, it's not the punchiest of stand up, but like it's really interesting and fun. I should really look him up. He has, I think he has at least two albums. I have two of them. Wow, so. uh, I, I feel embarrassed, but I don't know him. I really he don't. shouldn't be embarrassed. He's not a household name of, of comedy. Still, I wish I wish I was like more rich into like comedy history, like a, like a sports uh, geek, you know? So, so, are you, do you nerd out about comedy at all? No, so not that, at all. So, then what made you decide comedy was your thing? 
I just want approval, I guess. I just I, I just love being in the spotlight. Did you try it another way first? I'm not saying you're wrong to try. I'm just right. asking. Yeah. Um, did, did I try it another way? Uh, Besides stand-up, like another way to get that external approval? Uh, no. Uh, for some reason, stand-up kind of, kind of came across my way. Okay. I did quit hockey when I was 16, so I was looking for a hobby. How did you come across stand-up? I went into acting. And I had a little bit of stage fright, mm-hmm. so I went into stand-up slowly. But I kept on missing, like, these – I kept on not making auditions for theater, and my theater teacher sent me to an improv troupe. And that's kind of where this all started. So that's over. where you were introduced to, like, oh, you can do comedy live. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And you just, like, liked it right away? Yeah. Like, so the first time I did stand-up was at a talent show, and I killed mm-hmm. it. So you thought, I'm going to be famous? No. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I think eventually that kind of caught on. But when I first made them laugh, it was like, oh, my God, this makes this feels so good. Sure. To make this many people laugh at me. What was it like making people who were shitty to you in high school laugh? Uh, great. Why? Uh, because it just felt so good to... Like, did it feel like validating, like... Fuck you, assholes! Like I can do something well. It proves to them that they're gay. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> not not someone's th- gay in this scenario. Yeah. It's not Quentin. <laughs> you gotta remember this was senior year, so sophomore year was really when I was getting bullied. But still, I th- there was still a little bit of bullies around, and it, did, it wasn't even like revenge. It was just like more like finally found some sort of figure validation. something out about yourself. Yeah. yeah, and I remember the day after, a lot more people like came up to me, talked to me, and like that felt really good. I remember when I scored my the first. I I was like uh, I played hockey and I f- scored the first goal of the season mm-hmm. and I got recognition for that. I remember that very uh, well. That must have been like a pretty big highlight. Yes, especially yeah. on varsity as a sophomore. Sure. Um, I I remember that very well, and that's when I knew I was just kind of addicted to recognition and approval. So. Are you? How long do you think you're gonna try to grind Chicago mics before you try to do something else? Uh, I haven't. I don't know. Well, because you're talking about moving. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. Maybe at least I, I think at least till the fall, maybe until May, or maybe longer. I'm so not, either the fall or May. Yeah, I'm just so indecisive. Okay. Yeah. I do think, and we've talked about this before, Quinn. Yeah. But I do think that if you're if you're planning on moving because you think it will make things better for you, I think it's worth acknowledging that no matter where you go, you'll still be you. Yeah. I, I think I'm looking for somewhere where I could like maybe go hiking more. <laughs> no, yeah. I know that sounds funny. Like, you got to remember I'm from Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so, the outdoors is kind of another passion of mine. Yeah. And I think being out, like, in the middle of, like, I don't think I'm as much of a city person as I thought I was. And by city person, I'm talking about, like, Boston, New York, (laughs) Chicago. Not, like, Los Angeles, for instance. Yeah, you just want to get out of Kikesville. Kikesville? No, uh, no, 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 not, not, no. Not necessarily. You want to stay in Kikesville. Um, no, you're Jewish looking for legal representation totally <laughs> <laughs> and accounting work. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kind of a big ball of a mess, I guess. Just trying to still figure myself out. Sorry, right, man. Everyone's a big mess. Yeah, I got it figured out. Yeah, you got an intern. Yep. Who yeah. 
<laughs> Sign up for life. Yeah. What are you going to do if you move, but you're still Max's intern? Uh, I get, Skype. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Skype coffee? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. We had a long... Uh, I tried to get Quinn on last week, and he refused. Um, <laughs> but we had a long uh, video chat where it was basically just me being like, come on, dude, just do the podcast. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And then I just wouldn't let him go, and then eventually he had to go. Yeah. So how do you feel now that you've done the podcast? Oh, I feel good. <laughs> do you wish this guy was more prepared. <laughs> Did you prepare anything Did today? Did you bring notes to this? Uh, no, I, I mean, maybe just like... Um, maybe like just mental like a, preparation. That, yeah, mental anticipation. And just not making any plans in the evening for this, really. Like going to Irish Eyes and bombing. Is that what you would normally do? Yeah. I kind of miss going to Irish Eyes a little bit. Yeah. That's just oh. the, that's the only mic I think I, about going to. Uh, really? You know what I mean? I don't, it's the only mic I yeah. liked, kind yeah. of. Because it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. How, how is life without stand-up now? Boring, sort of. Very relaxing. I'm like... Um, physically very in control of my life you yeah know what i mean like i i'm able to really easily get like the best amount of sleep to take like really good care of myself to eat really well to like you know stuff like that to be like super clean like mm. i've always been pretty clean but like and of course now my place is pretty clean do that while doing stand-up right or is i mean yes and stressful? no like logically of course you could do that while doing stand-up but realistically what what I have always found to be the case is that while pursuing stand-up at, like, the highest level I ever have, uh, that other avenues in my life suffer. Yeah. I, th- I think it's because it gets so psychologically draining. Yeah. And it takes so much of your attention and energy to do it as well as you think you need to be doing it to feel like you're actually to spending your time doing well. It. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like I've been trying to get in shape. I've been working out more. I've been watching what I eat more. Uh-huh. Um, and I do still think about stand-up, but not in the way I did before where it's I'm always thinking about ideas for bits, and I'm always like, I have to go out tonight. and Or you'll die. Or I'm just going to hate myself more yeah. than I already do. And I haven't been I, – I was talking to my sister the other day because uh, she's like, you should keep doing stand-up. You're really good at this. And I'm like, I haven't thought seriously about killing myself in two months. And Damn. she's like, maybe you should not do stand-up. <laughs> yeah. I heard a story about Louis C.K. where he was maybe like 12 years into stand-up. Uh-huh. And he had this one apartment. And he spilled a – he like broke a bottle – a full bottle of hot sauce. And it fell on the floor. And he never cleaned it up for the entire time he was in that apartment. <laughs> and, and I heard – and that sounds crazy. I heard that and I was like, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Huh, just such sight it's just so psychological. Just so like I, just, I don't I don't know. I just can't deal with this. Yeah, I don't fu- I'm not I'm not doing that. I don't do that. I don't do those sort of things. Yeah. Now I like I like wipe down my counters with like like I clean them like every day. You know? Mm. Like I like I sweep weekly, you know? Yeah. I do worry that my life is just gonna be boring. Which my life was not exciting before. But it's not. There is something exciting and like sort of adventure-like to doing. Stand-up. Yeah, you're pursuing kind of the impossible. It's like trying to climb Everest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely advantages to doing it. Uh, are, so, you guys, are you guys? Uh, are, you, are you like comfortable quitting? No. If it w- if we were, I don't think we would talk about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. 
No, yeah, I'm very uncomfortable. I worry about it, and there's there's aspects of it that I miss. What do you think, as someone who's still in it, looking at Max and my Ma- Max and me, although you're closer to Max, who are have clearly taken a big step back? Uh, a little jealous in a way. <laughs> Why? On my, po- I told Max about this earlier, but on my podcast I had back home, uh, we had a guest comedian on who who's doing very well. And she she was talking to me about stand up a little bit, and I don't think you told me about this. Really? Okay. Well, basically, what, what she what comedian? Uh, Jessica Marie. Jessica Michelle Singleton. Yeah, she's from Alaska. Oh, really? Yeah. She's in LA now. She, yeah, J- yeah. Um, she's in Alaska, and she moved to Florida to attend college. But yeah, mm-hmm. she's in LA now. And what she told me was, if you can find something better than stand up, then do that. Oh, you did tell me that. Did yeah. she elaborate on that? Um, like, what did she mean by better than? Something you like more? Yeah, something that you like more. Like, if you can find something that you like more than stand-up, then do that. Because stand-up can just be so excruciating. Is basically what she was getting at. But it's weird. I didn't really ask her to elaborate. <laughs> what did you think when she told you that? Um, That I love doing this, and this is for me, 100%. Okay. So when you look at Max and me, who are like not really doing it, uh-huh. what do you think? Um, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of comedians out there that want to quit, but they're too scared to. I think there's a lot of comedians who quit and then come back. That really? I I I have this theory that no one ever really quits anything. Yeah. That like you're constantly on a break. I, I've had another comedian tell me. He said that if you that all the people that I know that that all the people that I've known that quit stand up had never regretted it. And that's actually kind of <laughs> why I asked you guys that. That's really interesting. Yeah, because I worry about regretting leaving. Sure. I imagine myself like at my retirement party in like forty years or whatever, being like, "Oh, Joe once tried to do like he thought he was going to be a comedian, and here's him." So let's all pay attention to him doing his act, and like I like w- have like. I hobble up on a stage more like makeshift and just like do my jokes that I wrote like in the last five years now. Maybe it's just so sad. I think we worry much different about the future than we do the past. Yeah. I think it has to do with like, like it's hard to be narcissistic about things that have already happened. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like what, what were you doing when you were 22? Uh, I finished college Spent six months in my mom's basement, mostly playing Magic before I got my first job. Were you happy? No. Although I like playing Magic and hanging out with friends, but like I'm like my life isn't going anywhere. How often do you think about that time now? Almost never. Right. I mean, you asked me now. You asked me. But think. let's let's say that a very similar situation were to happen two years from now. Mm-hmm. Would you think about that the same way you thought about the time in the past? You're saying would I think about this time two years from now currently? Yeah. Would I think about it? Yeah. If I knew that was coming. I guess what I'm my, my point and I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. Is you're that, always pretty sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've thought a lot about this, but uh is that we worry about the way things will go. The, we worry about how what we're doing right now will process in the future. Yeah. But the reality is that's only because we're worried about things that are now. Once something becomes past, it doesn't really exist anymore. Okay, I got gotcha. you. That's what I think at least. So you don't worry about your future? Uh, of course I do, but I don't. I th- I'm able to 
I mean, in the way that you're worried about your current decisions affecting your future. Yeah, like what what you just described, me being old and maybe regretting in one form or another not doing something that Mm -hmm. I'm now deciding on Yeah, in the present. Uh, I have those worries, but I'm able to sort of salve it by saying, well, I don't think that's logically how people process themselves. I think it feels that way because we are obsessed with now. Mm-hmm. But the reality is once something passes, our capacity for regret is much less than we anticipated being. I think the present always feels like somewhat of a crossroads. And it always feels like the for moment sure. has an importance that's going to have lasting impact. And that's probably just not true. But there's never going to be a time where you have more of an impact than now. I mean, if I were to get, like, self-helpy about it. <laughs> oh, meaning if you want to do something, do it now. Yeah. 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 So now is the time if you want to try to change your trajectory. Like, there is no other time besides now to do it. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, this took a weird ending. This is, uh. uh <laughs> so. We qu- fixed Quentin. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Happy-go-lucky now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really was, like, that was a pretty, um. That was a weird turn. Yeah, that took. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about time. Anyways, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime, Quinn. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>